ferociously entertaining, a dazzling escape. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, My Michelle Live. Hey, Adam Holtz. We are ready to take on entertainment review with the one and only and the very cool from Plugged In Reviews, Adam Holtz. How are you, Michelle? I am doing okay. Seriously, entertainment, movies that we can see. Entertainment is a great distraction and in my world just because on this show we always get to the god story in my world i'm trying to find balance between distracting myself and distracting myself too much going to games going to plays watching movies these are great things but if i'm not centered in on the things that are important i'm missing out and i think that there's a lot of freedom in the christian life To enjoy and to celebrate and yep. to be thankful for the good things. I love a quote from Augustine or Augustine, depending on what academic circles you run in. He said, love God and do as you please. And I think that what he was getting at with that quote is, if we're focused on loving God. More, more than you, more, more than you. What the? All right. It's going to be one of those days. Okay. So maybe... <laughs> The ghost in the machine doesn't agree with my Augustine quote. I like that quote. If you're focused on God and you're living your best life, the focus is right. If my focus is just being distracted and just having fun, then I'm missing out on loving God. So today, let's find a little balance, shall we? We can. Can I talk scripture for just a minute? Let's just do it. Let's get right to the God story. Don't waste my time. My... Maybe my favorite verse in the Bible, or one of them, is Psalm 1611. It says, you will fill me with joy in your presence and eternal pleasures at your right hand. Now, I don't even really care too much about the joy thing or the eternal pleasures, although those are, I'm sure, awesome. What I love about that passage, and that's from the NIV, the 1984 translation, so they may have changed it in the latest one, is it starts with, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me. We are created to be filled, Michelle, and we can't not try to be filled with something. And we're created to be filled by a relationship with the transcendent and intimate God who's both bigger than we can imagine, but knows us better than we know ourselves all at the same time. And when I relate to him, when I spend time with him, when I'm with other people who share my belief and we worship him together and recognize him together, that fills my soul. And so I like to think of it in terms of what am I choosing to fill myself with? That's a good point. And that's where, that's where, as we talk today about entertainment and some entertainment news, you're going to find if you're not filling yourself with the right stuff, you can not only get off base quick, (laughs) but things can go sourly wrong. Let's take on some news stories. Entertainment news. Kanye West is probably the biggest story of the week. He's getting canceled by a lot of folks. Adidas, Gap, the Hollywood talent agency, Creative Artists A, film and television studio MRC announced they're shelving its documentary on him. And here's why. He's been making some fairly anti-Semitic 
statements, huge ones. He claims to be targeted by the underground Jewish mafia. He's he did he issued a an apology on Pierce Morgan's show for saying he's going death con three on Jews. And he basically said that Jewish people have owned the black voice and that the Jewish community, especially in the music industry, will milk us till we die. And it's a sad state of affairs because it it's indicative. And by the way, if you're watching live in about an hour, you can hear me talk about this with Rabbi Yitzhak Adlerstein. He's a regular on the show. We're going to be going in depth on this, Adam. Kanye is focused on his anger and his hate. And so he lumps people all in one category. There may be some people in the entertainment industry that are milking people, that are stifling people, that are exploiting people. They may have, some of them may have Jewish backgrounds, even most of them. But then you label an entire people group. And we've allowed that with critical race theory. We've labeled it as bad when it goes in one direction for maybe people of color but because we have forgotten that god story which is just hating people and what it really is that we are really one race it's called the human race and we like to segment ourselves and tribe up and then go to war and i think that's what we're seeing here what say you yeah i agree with all of that and i also would with as much gentleness and sensitivity as I can muster, remind us that Kanye has had significant mental health problems in the past. And whenever I hear somebody start to talk about X group is out to get me, that's paranoia, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that we're actually beyond prejudice into something that I can't help but wonder, what's the mental health component here? And so instead of canceling Kanye and the things he's said, not defending what he said at all, he has said some horrific things and you can't say those things and you also can't hold those beliefs and expect there to not be consequences. No, especially with- I want to hold up the flag and say, what is going on with Kanye that he feels so persecuted and under attack and paranoid. I just think there's more going on to this story. And I think Kanye, again, is in a place where he maybe needs some help. And I wonder if he's going to resurface it in six months and say, yeah, I was out of my mind. (laughs) He certainly has the resources to get help. And I support companies who say, I need to distance myself from what this person's saying. I wish more companies would just be less political and just say, hey, if you're going to be political, don't represent us right now. It's not a good time. But we don't see people like Ice Cube, Nick Cannon, Deshaun Jackson, or Representative Omar, the Democrat from Minnesota, who say, very anti-Semitic things, they're not yeah. getting canceled. So it's maybe a little bit of hypocrisy. Oh, yeah, I, totally. I think there's tremendous complexity here in that Kanye has also repeatedly not towed the party line with what the progressive ideas are supposed to be. And so when he steps out of line, he is a target in a way that maybe none of those other people. Aha, uh-huh, because of 
hate. It has less to do with racism and more, which is just a weird concept that we try to distract back to those distractions and what are we filling ourselves with. It's just distracting us from hate. Another story has to go, has to do with the chosen. Is it a biblical Jesus that they are portraying, or is it a Mormon one? The director of the faith-based hit addressed that. It was a social media controversy about the project's new trailer. And he said, you know what? A phrase in this was not taken from the Book of Mormon. It was just created by script writers. And it has to do with a place in the trailer, Adam, where a Pharisee tells Jesus, if you do not renounce your words, we will have no choice but to follow the law of Moses. And Jesus said... You missed your calling, Michelle. You should have been... A Pharisee. Eight? <laughs> There's probably a few times in my life I may have come close. I don't know. Pray for me. And then Jesus tells the Pharisee, I am the law of Moses. That was my Darth Vader. I am your father voice. At any rate, he said that, that critics came out and they said that was from the Book of Mormon 3 Nephi 15.9. And this is what it says there in part. Behold, I am the law and the light. Look unto me and endure. It's not even verbatim. It's an idea. I, it's like people are just looking for anything that they can whine about. I don't know. Yeah, no, I saw the whole story and I went through the exact same process you did. When I look at what was said and compare it to what's in the Mormon scriptures, I'm like, yeah, that wasn't copied. I could see how the line in question could be just a paraphrase that has echoes to that. But the problem is the Mormon books echo scripture. It, that's, but it's only part scripture and then they go off on their own a bit and look you could probably find a few phrases that align with war and peace or the communist manifesto or the is in all of them oh conspiracy people again what are you filling your time that we have this much time to yeah be on top of things that's great but what the heck? And speaking of canceled, here's another story. The 2008 Batman movie, I think it was 2008 or 9, it was filmed on the streets of Hong Kong, and Hong Kong was all about it. This is going to be great PR. Well, this year, they were going to have a screening of the Batman film in the streets. It was like an outdoor screening denied, canceled like Kanye, because it could present a threat to national security or to people. And that's in one instance, this is what I've seen in a few of these stories, the Kanye story. What should you cancel? What is the balance between free speech and proper speech? You have the freedom, and that's really what the gospel is about. We have this freedom in forgiveness, but we don't exploit that free to do whatever you want but i need to do what god wants can i riff on that and we may have talked about it a couple weeks ago in first corinthians in two different places in chapter six and chapter 10 and i don't have the verses in my right in front of me so i'm paraphrasing paul takes a corinthian statement that's something to the effect of i'm free to choose anything i want exactly Paul comes back and says but is it beneficial? Is it constructive? Are you being mastered by it? And so he's critiquing the Corinthian culture and saying, 
yes, we do have freedom, but we need to think about whether our choices are beneficial or constructive, or are they leading us into being enslaved by something? And that's a really important question. And I don't want to over-psychologize. There's addictions of all kinds. Just dealing with ourselves honestly, when we're making choices about entertainment, we'll keep it in that realm because that's my bailiwick. You know, what's going on when I watch five episodes or eight episodes of a show back to back? Like on one hand, I think you could say there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. And on the other hand, you could say maybe you're trying to fill a hole in your heart and you need to step back and say, why do I need to watch eight hours of entertainment straight through? What's going on there? And just even being curious about our own hearts and choices sometimes. Very, very insightful. That's why we do what we do. It's about a deeper story. I think it's time for us to do a little bit of review so we can make some good choices this week on what we want to fill our time and our hearts with. What's going on out there? What are some movies that are coming out that we may or may not want to see? So it is a very strange time of year. That's my initial disclaimer here. And we were a week before Halloween, so there's a lot of horror stuff out there. But it's also the time of year that Hollywood studios start to drop what we affectionately call awards bait or Oscar bait. Big movies that are hoping for some sort of recognition. And so there'll be smaller movies, they'll be more under the radar. And this week we have three of those that unless you're paying attention... You may not even know what they are. And I think in some ways, the most important of them is actually, excuse me, a German movie with a title that'll be familiar to you. All is all quiet on the Western front. This is a famous book written about World War One. It is really about the horror and the waste and the utter destruction of war. So yeah, let's watch the trailer. So you're seeing a lot of typical world scenes, trenches, gas masks, coffins. What is this basically about? It's about the absurdity of war because you see this group of German friends who are inspired to sign up right at the end of World War One. And they march off to war and they march into horror. And you have the Germans actually basically saying, we're ready to end. And you have those on the other side saying, and we're seeing it even right here, no, we've got 72 hours. And in that last 72 hours, some staggering number of people, like 100,000 more soldiers died in combat. And it's just, it's about the horror and just the awfulness of war. And obviously we're seeing those sorts of images here. I would put this in the same general category as Saving Private Ryan and Schindler's List. It's a brutal movie, but I think it's a movie that makes the point that war is brutal, 
And it's not something that should be romanticized. And in fact, Paul Lacey writes about this in his review of the movie. He said once they got to World War II or before World War II, when Hitler came to power, they, this was one of the first books that they burned because it was considered anti-war and anti-patriotic and they thought it was propaganda. And so I think it's interesting even just the history of of this story, which I think was published in 23 originally, and the first movie was in 1930. So I, every now and then, I think there are movies that come out that are very hard to watch, and I'm not saying you should watch it, but I think if you have an interest in history and war, this is one that, that feels like a pretty important I, I think it is quite important. We have 21 soldiers that commit suicide every single day because of what they've experienced, because of the horrors. Understanding the horror of life at times and the pain of life, we must delve in and live through it. Look, we come from a Christian worldview. And if you're not, if you've not been properly churched, you don't understand that sometimes you go to church and you have a church face, you know, the little mask you put on and people say, how are you doing? Oh, I'm just great. Bless Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything's just great. My whole world's falling apart. My heart is broken. My children are broken. I don't know what's going to happen next. I don't, I, I don't feel like God even cares about me right now. That's reality. It's not always about, bless God, everything is just fine. Life is difficult, and it's difficult because sin is in the world. The hope is that we have a God who cared, who stepped into this awful, broken, brutal, war-torn world and provided a way for salvation. That is our hope. And there's scriptures that say all of his promises are yes and amen, that he, all of his ways are loving and faithful. So we have this great hope, Adam. But sometimes we have to live through the horror. And when we do, we understand what real faith is, that sometimes all I can utter is save me. If we realize just how bad things are, we can realize just how good God that provides a way out is. And I think that our temptation is to get angry. And there's a temptation to get angry at people who think or behave or believe differently than us. But I I love the quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it. I can't remember who said it. Be kind. Everyone you meet today is facing a hard battle. And you're right. I think it's not just those who follow Christ and go to church who put on the happy face. I think a lot of us in a lot of contexts do, and some of that's appropriate. We don't need to spill all of our dirty laundry with every person we meet. But I think that we do long for a relationship or a set of relationships where we can tell the truth and where we can find hope. And I think you and I would say in the context of our respective Christian communities, that's one place that can happen in a really significant way, potentially. That's not an automatic and it's not even easy, but I think that there's a there's an invitation to tell the truth about how we're really doing and we can do that there. A movie that I saw this week that's been out for some time addresses some of the aftermath for soldiers in a charming way. Of course, there's some very problematic content in it, some language, some drinking. It's called Dog. And boy, did I love the film. There's sexual issues, I guess, for families that you may want to to navigate and language, drinking, that kind of thing. But I think it's a, a really heartwarming, well-done film about a 
soldier, ex-combat soldier, who has to transport a combat dog to a Gold Star family for the funeral of a comrade, a fallen comrade, who succumbed to the aftermath of a PTSD. I think it in that, like this film, it shows the reality and it helps you to humanize people who you may see on the street, realizing that war is hell. Life is hell. And maybe it reminds us of the hope that we might have. There's also a film, Good Nurse, that's out mm-hmm. this week. Yep. And uh, this is a story, it fits into the true crime thing that we're in right now. Let's uh. watch the trailer and, and talk about it. Got it. Hey. <laughs> What's going on? Just work's been pretty awful without you there. You and I were partners. I don't want to talk about work. Is it because what they're saying is true? The music tells it all. The music tells it all. Oh, how I so, wish real life was like that. And something bad's happening really good, music. Right? I'm working a lot. You still owe me for last yeah, Friday. But it can wait, really. Oh, no. I'm sorry. No, no, no. There's 15. Sorry about that. Thank you. Bye, Mom. Love you guys. All right. We see kids. We see a nurse. Another Netflix film, which asked was as well. We're looking at a guy who is a bit nefarious and a nurse who's trying to do the right thing. Is that basically what this is? That's basically what it is. Eddie Redmayne's character is a guy named Charlie, who the nurse played by Jessica Chastain, she figures out he's killing people by putting insulin in their saline bags. And he, in real life, they think he traveled from hospital to hospital. They think he may have killed as many as 400 people. Oh, my goodness. So he was a notorious serial killer. And she figures it out and challenges the hospital to take action. But all they want to do is minimize their liability as opposed to actually doing the hard work of stopping him. So she starts working with, I think, the FBI, the authorities, to entrap him so that they can get him. And this is based on a true story. This actually happened. And this guy is as creepy as the day is long. And Eddie Redmayne, whom I really love as an actor, he is crazy creepy in this movie. Now, this being the time of the year that people like to celebrate the scary and the creepy, sometimes truth is greater than fiction. Yeah, and we see this woman's real heroism. Like, she... She risks everything. She's a desperate single mom. She doesn't have enough money. She loves and cares for people. And so she is really a heroic character. And I really love Jessica Chastain, too, as an actress. So if you like thrillers, and we know from the podcast charts, what's the most popular podcast? They're all true crime. True crime. True crime. So this is right up that alley. Not this. uh, Not what we're doing here today. True crime. No, the movie we just talked about. There's no, there's truth, but there's not crime. So, one more film I want to talk about: the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, it's there's a lot of accents and a lot of difficult names here, so the trailer might do as good a job of helping us see what this one is about as anything I'm going to say. All right, let's take a look and a listen. Harlem Sonny Larry. Didn't you? He used to be the best of friends. We're still the best of friends. Best of no, friends. you're not. Who says we're not? Sit somewhere else. That's right. 
Who says we're not? Adam and I are the best of friends. Now, if I've done something to you, just tell me what I've done to you. When you didn't do anything. Oh, I just don't like you no more. You liked me yesterday. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why does he not want to be friends with you no more? Why is he 12? What the hell's going on with you, me feckin' brother? He's dull, Siobhan. But he's always been done. The other night, two hours, you spent talking to me about the things you found in your little donkey shite that day. But it wasn't me little donkey shite. It was me pony shite, which shows how much you were listening. If you well. don't stop talking to me... Colin! And if you don't stop bothering me, I have a set of shears at home. And each time you bother me from this day on, I'll take those shears and I'll take one of my fingers off with them and I'll give that finger to you until oh. I have no fingers left. Does this make things clearer to you? Not really, no. Starting from now. But shush like porridge, like. Yeah, I'd shush like. Wow, that's crazy. That's just crazy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's take it on. Which is pretty much what you get here. You've got is Colin Farrell and his friendship with another man. No, I won't do it like that. Because we can't do accents anymore. We get in deep trouble if you do an accent and it's not your own accent. It's cultural um, appropriation. However, they're white, so no, I think it's, it's okay. Just me doing uh -huh. an accent, okay? Now I'm in trouble. I'll wait till it plays out here. No, go ahead. Go ahead. We're not listening um, to it anyway. More of this, you have movies that are based on plot you have movies that are based on some sort of external thing this is a movie where it's all about these characters and the characters around them and these two guys that have been best friends and one day one of them wakes up and basically says i don't want to be your friend anymore and the fallout in this town and it's definitely it's categorized as both a drama and a comedy but i think you can see it has a tragic comic vibe to it and this is the kind of awards bait stuff i'm talking about yeah of you course. gotta be pretty deep in the weeds to even know that this exists and there are certain kinds of people getting back to your distraction point earlier that this is the kind of distraction that you're interested in working out what happened what is it that made this guy basically wake up one morning and tell his supposed best friend, you are dead to me for all intents and purposes. That's, yeah, and it's the outworking of that and how the ripples of that go out in this small town that they're in Ireland, I think. So we're looking at a small town in Ireland and cancel culture, how it plays yeah. out there. It's easy to cancel people when it's just online. It's easy to cancel people when you don't have to see them every day. But if you're in a small town, what does it really look like? So to me, there's a deeper story here of what are you filling your life with? And if you're filling your life with people, why is that? Because people, even the people you don't like, are created in the image of God. They're precious. And finding a way to love when you don't like, mm, there's a deeper God story for you. All right. Those are the big three for this week. What do we have? Anything coming up in the next coming you know, next week? There is not much that is probably going to really get you excited. I mean, it's telling that the two best things coming up in my mind, and it says something about me also, is there's a Mother Teresa movie that comes out next week in theaters, which we haven't seen yet. And actually... I want to find out some more about it. And then the very next day, there's a re-release of Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla from like 1974. Oh, come on. Next week. And there's a, there's another movie set in the early eighties called Armageddon time. 
that sort of looks like Stranger Things without the strange part. It's just things. It's set in the 1980s. And the title comes from the notion of those of us who came of age in the early 80s. We lived under the shadow of, are we going to have a nuclear war? Which I think it's crazy that we're back there in so many ways. Yeah. And History repeats itself. It almost has History a 30-year cycle and boom, you're there exactly. again. Exactly. So it's about growing up in the early 80s and we haven't seen that one yet. I'm actually intrigued by it. I hope it doesn't have too much content because I like the 80s. <laughs> they were the best of times. They were the worst of times. There you so. go. Ooh, there's a phrase you should coin. Know, right? At any rate, yeah. Anything family, though, that this time of the year. Okay, let me just give you this. I often recommend this, and you can go and look it up. It's something wicked this way comes. It's an older film, probably in the, oh gosh, Late 80s, 80s, maybe early yeah. 90s. And yeah. it's scary. It's creepy. It's appropriate, maybe, for this time of the year but it has a really good meaning and a, a message yeah. and that's one of my family favorites yeah there's not a lot of new stuff coming out i remember if we're talking about movies that fit the season that have surprised me weirdly enough the Goosebumps movies were really quite lovely movies, even though you don't necessarily think of R.L. Stein in that way. They both had a lot of heart to them. Yeah. Jack Black stars in, in both of those. And there's a lot of weird and wacky spiritual stuff. So this is not a carte blanche recommendation. Read the full review at PluggedIn.com. But I remember being surprised at the nice things that those films had to say with all the other sort of spooky, scary stuff woven in as well. All right. There you go. A couple of recommendations as we take you into the harvesty, Halloween-y time of the year. I also recommend maybe subscribing to PureFlix because more and more services like PureFlix have a lot of yep. great options that are family-friendly and you yes. take some of the guesswork out of it. So we will catch... Another one. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. There's another relatively new service called Minnow, M-I-N-O, which is doing animated stuff that's aiming at a younger audience. So Perfect. that's alternative. You can look that one up as well. See, my friend, we got you. We got your back. So like us, share us, subscribe, and the God's See you next week, Adam. More entertainment at MyMichelleLive.com. Oh.